You are listening to In The Queue with Bruce Coombs, a podcast where we discuss how to help grow your accounting and legal practice with industry thought leaders. In this episode, we're meeting with Guy Callahan from Banjo Loans to discuss the SME Compass Report, which was released in April 2022. Discover key insights into the current market landscape, what's powering SME growth in 2022, and how you can leverage finance to accelerate that growth. If you'd like to access the Banjo SME Compass Report, just go to the episode's description and click on the link. All right. Well, uh, well welcome to our, our webinar. We're very, very fortunate to have uh, Guy Callahan from Banjo here to, uh, to run through uh, a very, very fresh report uh, that comes as a result of a survey they did of um, over 500 business owners around Australia. So we've got the pulse of SMEs very much in the report, Val's put the report in the chat, so anybody can download that uh, if uh, if you want a copy. Uh, it's been commissioned by Banjo, and we're very fortunate to have Guy here. So thanks for joining us, Guy. No problem, Bruce. Great to be here, and um, thanks everyone for for joining into the webinar today. Great. I mean, this is a this is a report for over forty pages here um, that runs through um, the the challenges. I suppose you'd say that SMEs are facing. And um, one of the interesting things, and if you, if you picked up the newspapers, you'd think you're in the middle of a recession. But reading your report, Guy, um, I, think, I think you said something like over 50% of SMEs are optimistic. Do you want to expand a little bit on that? Yeah, sure, no problem. So, yeah, so we look, we do this report annually and um, we're really we're really proud of sort of what it brings out. We, we, we engage with a, an external agency called Honeycomb who go out and do all the um, investigation and research and compile all the questions. But we sort of, we go, we go off some familiar, um, uh, similar themes each year and then do a little bit of variation based around what um, the market conditions and macroeconomic and microeconomic conditions are about uh, happening. Um, and so when, when we look at this at the moment, so I, I think, most SME business owners, and we're, we're the same, right? We're, we're, we're an SME in Australia, have gone through hell in the last two years where it's been a lot of uncertainty with lockdowns, with COVID, with border restrictions, all of that stuff. So that, that, the fact that they've had so much uncertainty and all of this uncertainty has just really smashed their revenue and um, their business effectiveness and, and, and processes and everything involved, now there's a bit more certainty out in the market. And so even though there's, and we'll touch on them later, even though there's, there are some major concerns out there at the moment, the fact that there's certainty and they can plan, even if they're planning for things that are going to be bad, business owners are happy about that. We're all in a really strong position if we can plan for circumstances that we know are probably coming. Look, absolutely. I mean, it's it's. I guess that that sums it up in some sense. At least, at least you you've got some idea of what it is you're planning for, what you're shooting for, and that gives them that confidence that they might be a revenue target that they've, they've they've set out to achieve. So, so in terms of the, um, I suppose the respondents, what are they sort of saying in terms of inflation and these sort of things, and is that particular to certain? Industry sectors, Guy. Um, yeah, yeah, great question. So, so everybody is concerned around inflation. Everyone's concerned. So, their major concern in anything they're doing here at the moment is not 
their targets, not their clients, not their products, not their business itself. It's about the economic conditions that they can't control. Um, so inflation is definitely one of those, those things. However, in saying that, um, every business has known for months that this is coming. You know, yeah. and, and it's that then again it comes back to that planning there are some businesses and I, and I really feel for these businesses that are going to be hurt more than um, more than the average and um, retail is you know they, they got hurt and smashed yeah. at any rate but they are, are really concerned around inflation hospitality is another one but I think if you look at look at the figures um, I think 55 percent of people are, are business owners are worried about inflation. 70% of um, retail um, businesses are concerned about what inflation is going to do to their business. I mean, they've had customers turned away for two years. Now they're opening up the doors again and they're saying, guess what, we're going to have to hike our prices on you. It's, 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 a, really, it's a really tough environment. Look, it is. I mean, you know, I think, you know, you and I were chatting earlier that uh, I went to a coffee shop the other day and they said a sign on the wall that said everything on the menu is a plus 15%. They didn't even bother to reprint the menus, right? So, you know, it's, it's you know, I feel for these people. It's very tough. And then, especially in an industry like that, there's a real labour shortage. You're trying to just find enough people to work behind the bar in the local golf club or work in a, a very upmarket restaurant. It's, it's a terrible challenge, right? And of course, there's inflation. Yeah. But one of the yeah. interesting things that, that came out of your survey was that, notwithstanding that, 61% of respondents, and these are all SMEs, said they want to invest in new technology over the next 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, look, one thing I've found, and this has been consistent across our report across a couple of years now, is that businesses that actually invest in growth-orientated um, assets or invest in growth-orientated um campaigns and activities uh, are the ones that come out the other side stronger and, and grow stronger. And, and they might not be able to invest in that with their own um, working capital, but they get funding from somewhere. And we can touch on that um, further. But the ones in particular that invested in um, technology, so they're re-enhancing and reinvigorating their business, new assets that they need to drive production or um, New products are the ones that really came out came out the other side really a lot stronger. Um, and and if one thing that the pandemic had taught us is that your business needed to needs to be ahead of the game technology wise to be competitive and be strong. Um, the ones that you know online sales went I think it grew twenty eight percent in twenty one uh, sorry twenty and then twenty one it grew another. You know, thirty-three percent. So it's yeah. keeps it's going harder. You know, people are people are realizing we need to be smart about the way we're doing our business, the way we're producing our products, the way we're offering our services. Look, absolutely. And I mean, one of the other things, of course, is yeah, these things cost money. So maybe you want to explain a little bit around. You know, sixty-two percent of SMEs are saying they're facing a challenge when it comes to you know, accessing the capital they need. They want to invest and have, come out the other side stronger, as you say, Guy. You know, they want to be able to access that capital. And I'd be interested to know what Banjo is finding in terms of the sort of borrowers you're getting and how you're managing the, the processing of applications, whether you're using some enhanced uh, assessment criteria. Do you want to expand a little bit on that, maybe? Yeah, sure. Um... Yeah, well, there's a, there's a fair bit to unpack in there, um, Bruce. But let me let me try and uh, let me try and sort of start with what we've got. Um, so, people 
the, 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 again, the same principle applies. The businesses that access funding to fuel their growth are the ones that grow harder and faster. So they're the ones that take the, you know, there's an opportunity cost of them not having the funding. Yep. Yeah, and they take advantage of that opportunity by having the funding and pushing down harder on the growth activities or the, um, you know, enhancing their technology or their, uh, their, their, their equipment that they need to, to use stuff to help to help grow there. Now, getting the getting access to that funding has proven difficult um, over the last while, and and it's still going to continue with businesses. Um, price or, or, or the cost of the funding, you know, so the interest rate you charge is still the number one um, concern and thing people factor into it. But at the same time, now people are becoming more aware that there's an opportunity cost if they go to a traditional funder like a bank and they hang around for eight weeks and then eight weeks later they come, the bank comes back and says, yeah, no, we're not going to do this, or maybe we'll do this if you put this security up or that security, or you give us a bit more information. And particularly if they're not a client of that bank, they, they really struggle. So getting access to that funding, people are looking at alternate methods like, like ourselves, and, and sorry, shameless plug um, for Panjo, but um, for us funding, we're, we're an alternate funder, and we, we fund sort of working capital loans for businesses to help them you know write the next chapter of their growth um, so we use a combination of um, pretty sophisticated technology and and very experienced um, very experienced bankers really to, in our team the combination of the two things to to help um, be able to give client an answer uh, within sort of 24 hours around what they can do once oh. we've got all the information so so yeah so we, we've spent you know, we spend a lot on our technology ongoing and we're always looking to improve our processes and 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 uh, the way we process loans. Um, so we've got, we, we gather over 3,000 data points on a single application and review that and come out with a, a, a indication of whether we're going to do business with these people pretty quickly. Um, you know, the, the worst thing we can do with our process is basically take, a few weeks and then still say no. Yeah. And if we can't fund a loan or we know it's going to put more pressure on the business owner, we'll just say no straight away and, and let them do it. But if we can, again, we can have funding within to a business within 48 hours. That's mate, that's impressive, right? And I mean, I think uh, I think anybody knows that you can handle no. It's it's a delayed no that's a lot harder mm. to take, you know, eight weeks to find out it's no after God knows how many pieces of paper and submissions and whatever. And again, I think this is where the, the accountants come in. You know, the accountants have a you know, much better understanding of what sort of data points might be of value to a financier. And I know that, you know, SMEs rely on their accountant. And, and um, you know, for you guys to be able to work with those accountants, I mean, it helps the SME, helps the accountant, and helps Banjo. 100%. So, so accountants, um, and, and it comes up in the survey, and it came up last year, and it came up again this year, are still the most trusted advisor that, business yep. owners turn to for advice on what they should be doing with the future of their business, which is which is really exciting and positive. And they do lean on other professionals too, like lawyers and, 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 and areas mm -hmm. when, they, when they're growing. So for us, when we know a business owner's got a, a solid relationship with their accountant, it just helps so much because we get access 
not only do we get access to the, those, those data feeds, and we also get access to some more financial information that we might need really quickly to make a decision. <laughs> Excuse me. So if we have, like I said, if we have access to that financial information and if an accountant's working pretty closely with their business owner, it just makes the process so smooth and decision-making, you know, really easy. Give you an idea. So, so if we, like I said, if we once we've got all the information, we can make a decision within, you know, 24 hours and we can fund it within 48 hours from there. Um, the quickest we have done... Okay, yeah. we're starting again. Uh, the quickest we've done alone is um, is fourteen minutes, right? And that was that's, from way to go. Yeah, it was a admittedly it was a. <clears throat> excuse me. That's great. That's great. Mm. Um, and just staying with the accounts. I mean, one of the things that intrigued me, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, you um, you, you read the newspapers and the sky's falling, you know, and I read your report. And we got. We've got a whole group of business owners that are talking about MA activity. They're talking about acquiring a competitor or adding, buying some business which might improve the, the value chain, the total yeah. um, experience for their customers or whatever. And 40% of them are relying on their accountant, number one, as the person that's uh, going to help them. And, and uh, almost number two, um, trust them. So if the accountant looks and finds a financial funding partner like ourselves or a bank or whatever it might be, um, then it's, 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 it's super important for them to, to, you know, to understand what's out there in the market and what can really help their clients. Not only, you know, looking inwardly on how well the business is doing and what they need to do there, but also what is available, them, available for them to do next steps. Um, yeah. And that figure is, you know, the, the majority of the businesses that are looking to acquire an M&A, they're the ones that are growing. So they're looking at what's what's next around the corner for me that I can offer that's going to be better to my clients. You know, is there a, does my computer over here have a, a better product that I'm probably worthwhile merging with? And the combination of the two is, you know, one plus one equals two and a half, that type yeah. of stuff. So it's, it's, um, it is an exciting time. There's, there is a lot of M&A activity happening out there. Yeah, and I look, I don't know, you know, we 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 we've had these uh, conversations around succession with a, with a business um, a succession plus Craig West business that that looks yep. very strongly at you know helping business owners move on, and that's not a you don't wake up one morning and say look I think I might um, sell my business now you know that's a it's a significant process right and yeah. you know the accountants working I think with uh, with funders like Banjo. Uh, makes it a lot easier to help those clients implement maybe that, like you said, one plus one equals two and a half acquisition. There could be a significant uplift at that eventual sale date, right? And there, uh, there's plenty of business owners that are unfortunately my age and stuck in the baby boomer zone, uh, and they need help, mate. You know, it's great that Banjo's there. It's great that the accountants and lawyers are there to, to help these guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think succession is one of those those really interesting things that it's it's and, and it's it's a constant and and I, I think Craig West runs a really good business, but um, I think it's a constant thing that people need to be looking at and and working on, um, which they forget about. Like it's something like seventy percent of businesses don't have a succession plan. Oh you know, no, it's, it's crazy! It's crazy. I oh, know, and uh, and it, and it transcends all businesses. You know, it can be the professions. It can be the guy um, with a the, the coffee shop downstairs, um, the, 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 um, you know, when I was in practice, I acted for a guy who very unfortunately really had a leasehold interest. And then at the end of the lease, 
the landlord just simply took the, the business back, effectively acquired the business for free because the yeah, well, it's terrible things, yeah, yeah, so. things like that. You know, um, let, so let's turn to recruitment. I think that's you know, I think if we had a dozen business owners sitting around us at the, di- at the at the lunch table, recruitment would probably come up, right? Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people are using recruiters for probably the first time. And what what did you find in your survey in that regard? Yeah. So um, this coming. Um, there's a couple of factors sort of coming involved with that one. Um, and, and look, again, I, I touch on ourselves because we're we're an SME ourselves, and so we have the same recruitment issues that everybody else is facing. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there, there, there's a couple of things. You know, we've had no immigration for an, for an two years now, which has really, really hurt our um, supply pool of talented people in certain areas. Um, you know, if you look at some of the labour areas, for, you know, even pickers, you know, or things like that, or people wanting to work in hospitality and um, retail, you know, it's been fun, run by tourists and people in here. And then, the other, you know, the other one, technology is a real, real hard one at the moment with um, the shortage of skilled technology providers in certain areas and they're just coming in and taking a job and their job, right, 25% more. Mm. Um, so th- th- this has been a, a really hard one. I think we're starting to come out of the other side of this a little bit um, from when this report was done and that we're starting to get immigration there and with some of the businesses that were really hungry for, like, say, technology or, or whatever are not as hungry anymore. So it's starting to come out a little bit the other side, but it's still it comes right back to that planning, right? We know if we have to hire someone that... Supply versus demand is, you know, it's it's not at equilibrium at the moment. So we have to go early and we have to be patient and we have to offer certain things because we can't we can't match the, the big guys financially. So we have to offer certain things that are going to make people attractive to your work environment. Um, and look, hopefully we can, you know, keep keep addressing that. But um, it's just a, it's a constant thing that SME owners are going to have to look at for probably another year and a half yet. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you, know, you use the word supply and demand when you're talking about the labour. I mean, but it's a perfect segue into the supply issue in terms of supply chain. You know, this is the sheer. Uh, Drift. It doesn't matter if you're buying a brand new motor car. You're trying to buy a nut and bolt. You know, it seems to be an issue. This, and um, I suppose what would you say the key challenges that are being reported by your your your, your respondents to your survey in relation to supply change? Supply change. Um, yeah, this has been really interesting. So what we've found again, but it comes right. Sorry, it comes right back to that planning discussion we had right at the start. So, so what's happening is people have realised, um, you know, things like just in time supply, they can't run a business like that anymore. Um, and we've got a couple of really good clients who, you know, like um, selling retail clothing and stuff like that. that. That whole model for them is just gone. Yeah, yeah. so they're going to have, they're having to look at um, getting their supplies in a lot, lot earlier and actually finding a place to store them. You know, and so there's, there's a whole heap of activities they have to do there. When I looked at, so we always run a campaign leading up to Christmas in for the retail sector. But what we found now, and it started last year, is we're basically starting to run our campaign for that in the next couple of months because the retail sector now, instead of buying their stock in sort of October, are buying it in August, right? Yeah, Just right. so that they can be prepared for the Christmas rush. So, so there's a lot of people who, so it comes right back to that planning. 
people are just going harder earlier to address the supply chain issues. Because these we, we know with, with, with China coming out of lockdown, that's probably the, the one positive that's happened yeah. in the last you know few months. So that, that'll ease it a little bit. Then you've got the Ukraine and um, Russia issues. There's all, all things there that are going to keep compounding that supply chain issues. And there's a massive backlog. So it, that's this is not going away for, for, for a while yet. Yeah, I, I'd... Uh... Uh, a guy in the motor, motor vehicle industry was explaining to me that like, they, they just leave certain elements, features, out of the vehicle with these, um, with these vehicles, stuff, and um, uh, they just leave features out because you just haven't got the element in the supply chain to be able to put that feature in and all this sort of stuff, you know, and that's a, that's a large-scale global manufacturing. So what's it like for a, yeah. an Australian um, yeah. person in, you know, somewhere along that chain? And maybe yeah, so, so and just on that, so, so people are being, you know, and what we found with the surveys, people are being smarter, not only they're, they're um, being more prepared on the time, but they're also diversifying their suppliers and their delivery yeah. methods and, and that as well. So it's not um, like, okay, we just have to go harder earlier. They're trying to be as smart as they possibly can and looking at having, uh, where they'd usually have one supplier, they'll have three. Um, yeah. Where they'll have, you know, they'll have, well, have they'll have three. You know, just getting smarter about the way that they're, they're doing stuff and diversifying, and not being just caught up in just one one method. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe as a final point, like the role of the professions. You know, we've got a, a lot of lawyers and accountants on the uh, on, on listening in right now. Um, so you know, they're, they're vital advisors to SMEs. They always have been. You know, and yep. particularly in Australia, where you know, basically, you, you're not going to have a small business and not have an accountant of some some form, you know. Um, what do you see in terms of the servicing of SMEs for, for lawyers and accountants? They've got labour shortages like everybody else. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I, I think it's, it's, look, it's still super important, um, like we touched on before, that, that people are leaning on the right professional services help um, to get them to where they need. Um, <clears throat> again, I think the message, again, has to go back um, to the business owner that if you know something you're needing to plan for in the future, whether it's m and activity or whether it's you're looking to expand your premises or whatever it is, that you, you have to engage people early, like really early. And it's no different to our um, professional services um, firms like, like your accountants and, and your, your lawyers. The message they need to be delivering is to, to their clients is, is, is plan ahead, right? for, even yeah. for our services, plan ahead and get, get involved. We're actually finding um, interesting. So professional services is a, is a bit of a bit of a growth area in funding ourselves, right, for, for, for us. So people coming to us for funding because our, that they're growing and, and it's a growing area and that they need sort of um, assistance with technology and different stuff. So it's, it's quite interesting that the growth and in, in that industry part there in, the, in this current economic environment. Um, so other services are things like, um, and I'm just sort of touching on things like re, re, um, rental is a really big one, rental and hire, they're having a big yeah. sort of growth spurt at the moment. But yeah, so coming back to professional services, it's it's super important for all businesses at the moment. We're no different. Like we heavily rely on our accountant. We seem to be heavily relying on our lawyer at the moment for uh, <laughs> not for not for uh, uh, yeah, it's for more for documentation type stuff. Yeah. So, but we we just have to be prepared, and we have to let the guys know 
early what we what what we need and what we expect. So engagement for us personally from our accountant and our our lawyers and stuff, if it's more proactive, it's so much better for us. It's so much better. They can understand that that you know we're going through pain and God, we're we're in a really good position, right? We're we're a growing business that's going strong and got great engagement with our clients and everything. So we're we're in a really good position. But it doesn't mean we don't have um, don't have issues and and sort of those you know and while while we're growing that we have to address. Yeah, look, hundred percent. I mean, seriously, like in our business, you know, where we're lending money to the clients of um, accounting and law firms, you know, so our typical borrowers really always an SME, right? The the May numbers were you know absolutely enormously up on April. So we're seeing yeah. that same need for advice the same way you're describing it, guy. You know, and. Mm. Uh, it's great. Now, we might pause at this point, and if there's any questions, we're more than happy to have people put them up in the, the Q&A box or the chat box, and we will have a little poll right at the end. Uh, but, you know, if there's any questions, put them up in the Q&A um, box, put them in the chat, or um, that's such a cracking job, Guy. We've, uh, we've got these guys uh, well and truly informed. So Val, maybe if you want to uh, maybe run the poll, um, we'll wrap it up straight after that. That's it's on the screen now. Um, it'd be great if people wanted to answer yes to this cracking question. And uh, and um, there you go. It's right. great. Yeah. Look, um, I think the reports it's 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 good. Um, and if anybody you know wants to download and, and has sort of questions around it, please you know feel free to contact us if you want to hear more about our services too. Like we 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 so we've got um, you know people based in, in around the country who can help out with um, questions and face to face meetings and 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 whatever need be. But we'll be doing the report again um, early next year, and and um, again we'll just sort of look at some comparisons in some certain areas. I'm really going to be fascinated on how the interest rate hikes and inflation have affected businesses, particularly their confidence, considering yeah. they were so, you know, everyone was so gung-ho um, previously. Um, yeah. So it's going to be the next step. Great. So what, um, okay, so we might, thanks, Guy. Um, as, a, as a final point, um, I have actually given a couple of referrals over to Guy and his team there, and they have been fantastic. So, um, you know, I'll say that uh, unsolicited, uh, but the guys have been great. So we'll, on that note, Thank we'll you. wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for coming along. Thanks, Guy, for your, uh, for your time. Although um, uh, we do have one question here from Don, uh, which is, is Banjo lending in regional areas? So we might, might actually answer that question then wrap it up after that. Sure. Uh, yeah, Don, we're, we're, we're nationally. Um, um, don't actually have to be um, situated in the centre for to lend. So we, um, because we get all of, a lot of our information through the online process and stuff like that, um, and we do have, I'm not sure what you're talking about regionally, but our BDMs do go out um, to regional areas regularly. But um, it's a, yeah, fascinating for us. Um, regional businesses was one of our uh, strong growth areas through 21. Right. Um, and it's something we, we realise we've got a good, um, strong relationships with and we want to continue helping out and growing, growing these businesses. They're often, often forgotten. Um, 
So it's 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 important that there can be options available to them as well. Yeah, that's great. All right, thanks, Guy. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll wrap it up at that point. And thanks, everybody, for coming along. Okay, great no problem. Day. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for thanks for time, everyone. Thanks for listening to In The Queue with Bruce Coombs. If you'd like to learn more, head to quickfeed.com.au. If you like what you heard today, please follow us so you can get updates on new episodes coming up and share our podcast with colleagues, friends and other firms.